Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. God had been planning this wedding banquet that we read about in our gospel this morning for his son for a very long time, uh, before time, in fact. And as part of his planning, he had cultivated a, a guest list, a guest list of his chosen people. He had prepared them for this great feast for many, many years with stories and signs and miracles and great events. He had built up within them a great anticipation over many centuries for this very feast. But when the day finally came and the fatted calf was slaughtered and all was ready, the invitations sent out, the guests that he had prepared over so many years sadly ignored the announcement. The parable says they were indifferent. The word there is that they could care less. They just disregarded this long-awaited invitation. They found something better, more important, more interesting to do, like uh, mucking out the stall or folding their laundry. After all those years of hunger and anticipation, of longing and hope, for this very day, this very day, after they had heard the thunder on the mountain and tasted the bread from heaven after they had slain the giants and taken the land and a hundred thousand other amazing and miraculous events, the day came for everything they had longed for. Everything that happened before was a, a pale shadow in comparison to this marriage, feast between God and his people. And when it came, they didn't care. They didn't come, and they didn't care. They found something else to do. They didn't even open the invitation. They just tossed it aside and went on their way. They traded this feast with God and the glory of God for their small, banal, ridiculous little world of dung and chaff. It's a sad, sad story. Strangely, indifference can swing to the opposite extreme and manifest in violence. And this happened with some of the guests who were invited, whose disregard was so intense that it provoked them to actually kill the messengers who had brought the invitations. We can oftentimes simply ignore those who love us, or we can actually turn on them and lash out. As sometimes love provokes in us Hatred as a response. In any event, the king decided to invite a whole new set of guests. The good, the bad, the ugly. He pretty much invited everyone in the whole world. And many came. That wasn't the plan B guest list, by the way. 
You know the whole big story. That was the plan A guest list. That was always the guest list all along. But they all came and they filled the hall for the great feast. But there was this one fellow who was not properly attired. And as a result, they came and tied him up and threw him, threw him out of the feast. Now the bouncers that were called to, to, to give him the toss, they didn't just throw him into the street. These were really big, like 11 foot tall bouncers. They threw him all the way into outer darkness, which may seem a little extreme, but I'm going to explain. Now, I've explained this many times, so some of you have been around for a while, have heard, heard much of this, but some of you perhaps haven't. This is a parable, okay? And in parables, things are often put in extreme, in hyperbole, to more effectively make the point. The king is God in the parable. But the king is in no way cruel or unkind. And this is not really punishment, vindictive punishment, as much as it is consequence. The king is not cruel. He is not unkind. First of all, he graciously invited this poor and hapless man who really didn't deserve to be invited to his feast in the first place. And then he offered him a wedding garment to wear. Which he didn't know, but he was offered a wedding garment at the beginning of the feast when he came in, which the man refused. And then the king approached him as a friend and asked for some kind of an explanation, gave him an opportunity to work this out. The man completely ignored him, did not respond. Only then did the man get tossed out into outer darkness. The, the king did everything he could do for the man. In fact, the king's hands were tied. The man came but refused the righteousness the king offered him, the robe of righteousness, the garment of righteousness. And the only way the man could remain in the presence of the king would be for the king to join him in unrighteousness, which is quite impossible because the king is not just wearing a garment he can take off, the king is the garment. So this is explaining in this instance, showing us, manifesting the reality of things. It's a matter of reality, of metaphysical reality, of metaphysical truth. And the king himself is reality and truth in all his goodness and beauty. And he can be nothing other than that or else he is no king. It's demonstrating for us here an uncompromising situation. Now in this parable there are four types of guests. Those who didn't care and ignored the invitation. Those who disregarded the invitation but it manifest in hatred and murder. Those from the streets, the good and the bad, who came enthusiastically and received gratuitously the robe of righteousness. And then finally, he who came but did not put on his garment. When we read a parable like this, obviously we want to ask a question. Who are we in this parable? Now Jesus is telling the parable to the Pharisees, and clearly the first two types are the Jews who rejected Christ. The third type are the Gentiles who receive Christ with love, 
And the fourth type is the one who has received the invitation and come to the feast, but has not truly embraced the righteousness offered to him. So again, who are we in the parable? As I said, Jesus was telling the parable to the Pharisees. But we have to ask another question. Who was Matthew telling the parable to? Because Matthew's the one telling us the parable here. Who is Matthew telling the parable to? Matthew is telling the parable to us. He's telling the parable to the Christians, to the church. And if we think that he's telling it so that we can gloat over not being like the Jews, we are sorely mistaken. We can, in fact, be any of the four types in this parable, despite having answered the call and come to the feast. Now concerning the fourth type, the man who came but did not put on the garment, we have our epistle reading today in which St. Paul admonishes the flock to put on the new man. He admonishes those who have already answered the call and been baptized and who have been made new in Christ to still put on the new man, which he says after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This putting on consists, he says, of living a holy life and turning away from our old sins and not giving place to the devil. Clearly, it is possible to be at the feast and not be wearing the robe of righteousness. And while the parable certainly has a historic context of relating to the Jews and their rejection of Christ, it also has for us a symbolic meaning that it is possible to refuse the invitation to the feast even after having accepted it. We have to accept the invitation every day of our lives. It's an ongoing invitation that we must continually receive. We can't say yes once. We have to continually and every day say yes. And in that sense, we are capable of being like the first type who ignored the invitation. Clear that scriptures teach us it is possible for our hearts and our love to grow cold. It is possible to receive the invitation and yet leave the feast. As St. Paul says, we can begin in the spirit and end in the flesh. God has called all of us for such a time as this. He hasn't called us to go back to mugging stalls sorting our laundry, doing worldly business, or fleeting pleasure. He's called us to serve in the kingdom of God. He's called us to put our hand to the plow. He's called us to multiply the talents he has given us. And he's called us to enjoy and delight in the great feast at the marriage supper of the Lamb. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.